Hello everyone, my name is Eun. Most people know me as Eunsu, and other people know me as Eunsu Shim. I have a super, super special guest here with me today because she is also a Shim. She is from the renowned Shim clan of South Korea. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's welcome Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how's it going? How are you holding up? I'm okay. Just getting through day by day. It's tough for everyone, but, you know, just trying to get through it all. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to ask you how your uh, Thanksgiving went, but uh, before we really dive into it, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Um, so you are on the welcoming committee with my now fiance Taylor. And yes, I am. I guess while you should be busy doing God's work, um, focused on that, I guess you talk to each other. And um, mm -hmm. you told her about this thing called like the Shim clan, like anger problem or whatever. Like how we're like the Shim family members are really quick to anger. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I think, I think so. And I think we talked about this before at yeah. Pastor Steven's house too, during the young adult. Yeah. 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 So, so I've been trying to hide this from Taylor and her family for a long time, <laughs> but you basically told her that the, all the male members of the Shim clan are very quick to anger and they're really fast to raise their voice and whatever and um now like whenever you know i get annoyed at something like taylor just goes here we go with that shim family anger oh, problem yeah. again <laughs> and uh, yeah you you did that to me and i probably have to live with that for the rest of my life so that's on you is what i'm trying to say Thanks, I guess. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you should be. You, you don't give away family <laughs> secrets. Family hey, I have like it too. Away, it's not you know? just the guys. So, you know, I'm on the boat with you. So whoever <laughs> has to deal with me has to deal with that. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess, I guess we're on the same yes. team then. Um, <laughs> So Thanksgiving just passed. Um, we're recording this on a Monday, on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was very small. It was good. My family usually gets together. I have a pretty big family. Um, but my cousins are all in New York and Boston. And we just said, you know, let's just not meet this year. So we just did it with my grandpa, Mr. Shim, the OG. Um, and it was nice. It was very sentimental. Um, we just had, uh, we actually, my mom usually cooks turkey herself every year, but she like didn't want to at all this year. So she tried to ask me to find like pre-made turkeys to order and pick up, but it was like last minute. So I couldn't find anything, but at Target, they sell like cooked turkey in a bag and it's frozen and you just have to pop it in the oven for like four hours, I think. And it's already like seasoned and stuff. So, and it was pretty good. So if anyone, you know, is lazy to cook turkey next year, go to Target and 
got some pre-cooked turkey. So that's what we did. All right. Yeah. And that was a paid oh. advertisement <laughs> by uh, I guess Target so. Or, uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need some sweet sponsorship. To, yeah. Uh, to get us going. Um. So you had a nice uh, Thanksgiving with your family. Lots, probably lots of uh, angry men and women yelling at each the, other. And there was a little <laughs> argument, according to Taylor, like the day before Thanksgiving. But it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you describe yourself to people that might not know you? Uh, people that don't know me, I am an only child that was born and raised at Yongsang. My parents got married there and grew up there my whole life. Um, I'm now a licensed cosmetologist that serves at the welcome committee at ELM. So I'm always that girl that, you know, you all see before you walk in service. I'm that loud girl that I guess says hi. And if you're new, I try to hunt you down and try to get your information. So that's me. <laughs> nice. Um, I do want to get into the, uh, the work that you do for the welcoming committee mm -hmm. later on, but um, for now, what are some of your like hobbies, passions or interests? I like, I guess I like to travel or not travel. Cause I haven't really traveled yet, but I like to try new things like new food, um, try new places in the area. Um, I guess I like to say that I'm very into fashion and beauty, keeping up with those kind of trends. I try to, um, I've always been into arts and creative things. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you have a new food recommendation or restaurants, I'm the person to tell me. I love trying new food and restaurants. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so a quick quick comment. Um, you know, being into uh, fashion and being into beauty, that's a Shim family trait. I just want to... Oh, I didn't know there. that. Um, yeah, because I, I fit into that category oh. as well, as you can probably tell all the listeners. Yeah, you said you want to say that you are into traveling, but you aren't yet. Um, what are like, what are your goals in terms of uh, traveling? Oh. Where do you want to go? I, I mean, I hope to travel the world if I can. I mean, growing up, you know, we were never, we, my family was never, never able to really travel to places um, like Mexico or places that I guess a lot of families would go to in the summer. But I've tried through missions. Like I've been to Kenya and then Hungary. I don't know. I think traveling is the best lessons that you could learn in life, you know, so something that I hope to do. <laughs> Uh, going back to how you said you're into um, fashion and beauty and you are a licensed cosmetologist. Yes. I know that like with COVID, a lot of our like jobs um, have like changed and um, a lot of us are going through like, you know, unforeseen changes. Um, how is there any uh, effect on your career because of um, COVID? Yeah. So unfortunately, I or I guess... I got a job beginning of the year, but unfortunately I was never able to go in. 
um, I got a job in Sephora that was in Philadelphia, like downtown Philly. And literally, I think like the day before my first day, she called me and she was like, hey, we are in lockdown. And, you know, I'm sorry to tell you that you're going to have to wait for us to open back again. But then they got looted. So everything kind of just got pushed back. Um, and then I think once they started opening back up, they, I don't think they're open to hiring new employees or just like having a lot of employees. And like my position would have been like a beauty advisor and not just like a cashier. And so I guess that position isn't as like necessary anymore because you can't go into Sephora and like try on makeup or get your makeup done anymore. So yeah, I, I emailed them, but they were, I think they're just trying to keep low on employees and just use, you know, people that's already been working. Um, and I was working at a hair salon, but I actually quit there because I got the job, but yeah. So it's just, yeah. So um, I left my original position because I got a new job, but it just didn't really work out. And then the new job yeah, just didn't so, even start. I mean, yeah. Oh my so it, you know, it was, I think, hard to kind of get through that. And I would definitely, it was like in a slump, um, you know, but I, I try to be positive and um, try to take this time to spend time with my parents because I still live with them. So I think it's just a nice time to just stay home and spend time with them as much as I can. Um, so, yeah, you know, you get your highs and lows through it. So. Yeah, I guess uh, that's another church family <laughs> thing because um, I know I know a lot of um, people at church know that uh, I was struggling with um, looking oh, for yeah. jobs in COVID as well. Uh, yeah, I literally just graduated and I was like just starting the interview like processes and whatever, and then just bam, everything just shut yeah. down. That was a really tough time mm. for me as well. We'll bring this up to our uh, next uh, Shim family conclave. <laughs> at uh, Cheongsong in <laughs> South Korea. Um, during COVID lockdown, have you been um, reading any like books or listening to any podcasts or watching any like shows or movies? To be honest, I'm not much of a reader, which is not that good. Um, I try to, you know, force myself. And as I, like, since I was younger, my parents always used to scold me for not reading. Um, so I'm trying to get into it, but I've been listening to like some podcasts on YouTube, like here and there. Um, I listened to this one with Eric Nam, you know, the Korean singer and they, so I think his brother started a company in Korea called Dive Studios and they have like a segment just with Eric Nam and he brings out all these like Korean American singers in Korea and they kind of interview them so that fans or just people can get to know how they started up in the industry or just like their lifestyle as a Korean American. Um, It just is basically focused on Korean Americans that live in Korea for their career. And it's all English. So it's all these Korean celebrities, but they speak in English. It's pretty cool. But I like, sometimes podcasts are hard because there's so many people talking at once sometimes. So like, unless it's a video of them actually having the interview, it's kind of hard for me to like listen with just the audio on. Um, 
But yeah, I've been trying to get into that. Yeah. Real quick question, because um, I have heard of Eric Nam. So he's a Korean American, right? And then he went back to Korea to like, yeah, do, like, I K-pop believe so. Stuff, right? So I don't know much about him. Um, but I do know, I think he was based in Seattle or somewhere. And he he got picked up by like, oh, okay. I think he started posting videos like on YouTube or something. And he like got picked up and went to Korea to start his own career. But I actually met him. Like I spent the whole day with him, actually. Really? Um, this is after he got famous or before he got famous? No, it was after. It was for his uh, music, uh, his new album. I was there to like help. So my uncle, he is a photographer in New York, and he got a, He was asked to take his album photo shoot. And so my uncle was like, "Hey, do you want to like come and help and spend the day with us?" So I was, you know, like in um, photo shoots, like there's a person that holds the light beamer thing. Like yeah. the round, like the circle light beamer thing. I was the person that was shining the light on Eric now <laughs> the whole day, just following around. Um, but yeah, I never really talked to him that time. But um, yeah, I think he went to Korea just for his career and he's based in there now. But so he didn't have a career it, in America, right? Like he didn't. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I, mean, I, I I think he did on his own, maybe like on YouTube, but he basically got picked up from Korea. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's one of my um, recurring nightmares. I'm afraid that we're gonna <laughs> lose Johnny Moon to a to a K-pop. Oh yeah. <laughs> a K-pop don't leave us. <laughs> every time, every time he posts a new like you know. Johnny Moon music, uh, whatever YouTube video. I, I go there. First thing I do is I downvote it or <laughs> thumbs down He's it. He's so worth it though. I feel like he has that voice that like yeah, a lot of Korean people him. would love. Oh, for sure. I know. Don't leave us, Johnny. So, <laughs> so this, all the listeners out there, um, take our advice. Go on to Johnny Moon's page and... Uh, <laughs> Just uh, click thumbs down and leave really mean And write comments. hate comments. Yeah, write, <laughs> write hate comments so we don't lose him to K-pop. And you'll have, you'll have just saved the soul, okay? Um, no, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, let's see. Share something that most people do not know about you. Uh, so I, most, I think most people know that I was gone for a while, like while I was at ELM, I was gone and that's because I actually went to Korea for like seven months and I went there to study actually. Um, I was supposed to be there for like a whole year, but I got way too homesick. So like I called my dad crying and I was like I need to go home like I just I just can't deal with it here but yeah I was in Korea I studied at Gyeonggi University um it wasn't like a a accredited class it was more for like their international program and I was the only Korean in that class so they were like a bunch of international students in Korea and I was the only Korean there but then they didn't consider me Korean because I was from America so they'll be like oh Miguel Danielle like it was so weird um (laughs) but yeah wait what's your what's your Korean name by the way 
the most gen- generic Korean name, Eugene. Shim Eugene. Yeah, Shim Eugene. Got you, got you. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of crazy that like you went to Korea and then like you didn't really fit in in your surrounding again. Like, yeah, America, it was crazy. You're, you're surrounded by like nine Koreas. That's that's yeah, such, like, a it was surreal. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I like and the cultural there is so different. Like I had such a big cultural shock going there, and like I got yelled at in class for eating like a piece of bread. You know, in America, like in college, you just eat whatever, drink water whenever <laughs> you go to like bathroom whenever. In yeah. Korea, like I guess you can't, and it's like kind of frowned upon. And so I was eating because I it was like breakfast. It was like early morning, so I just had like a piece of like toast or something and I was eating it and the teacher comes up to me she goes are you eating bread in my class right now she like, called me out in front of everyone <laughs> and she like yelled at me so that was like a traumatic time yeah the teacher is Korean though yeah so it was basically it was a class for Korean like you're learning Korean like straight oh, okay. out of from like the textbooks and like what were you yeah. like, studying as a whole though so the reason why I actually went there was because I left my my school in New York because I couldn't we couldn't afford for me to stay and I was just gonna take a gap year and just work like coming home from New York but my dad was like oh there's an opportunity for you to take this class in Korea do you want to go and I kind of just kind of was pushed to go and it was a program for international students that want to learn Korean and so I mean I knew I mean I'm fluent in Korean but it was like straight up like you know Kanadara Babasa and like complete like textbook Korean material stuff that I guess us Koreans wouldn't really learn unless you go to Korean school or we forget you know because we only went to Korean school when we were young so So I learned Korean in Korea as a Korean (laughs) (laughs) so did you have to pretend like did you have to pretend that you don't know Korean? Is that what happened? No, so there's levels. So the highest level you can do is six, I think six. And you need to, in order for you to take uh, accredited classes in the university in Korea, you need to have, I think, up to level five or six to get into like the programs in Korea. But I already passed, I think, up to level four in America, like when we take tests here in Korean school. So I got that credit and then I took the level four and I passed to level five, but I failed five. And so I came home. <laughs> it's pretty hard. These kids that are not Korean are better than like all of us that like here, all of us Koreans here. They're so good. Really? They write perfectly. Um, they speak perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I'm curious. Um, what was like the demographic of the, other students in your class like what country were they from um a lot of them were like a lot of them were chinese japanese um in my class it was like, pretty diverse there were some from i don't know, like vietnam or I think majority were Chinese or Japanese. And then there were just some from like random students from like Europe. uh, Oh, like Taiwan. There was a lot of kids from Taiwan. 
Um, it was like very diverse, but they're very different. Like one time I was like, Hey, like, let's go to the club. Right. Cause I've never been. And she was like, no, I'm scared. And she's like three years older than me. <laughs> so it was just very different, but it was, I guess it was a good experience. I definitely want to go back for a better experience, but yeah. And, um, what, what, what are those kids doing there though? Like, are they trying to learn to, Korean? Are they trying to immigrate to Korea or are they just trying to learn it as like a side language, I guess? Um, so a lot of them took that program so that they could attend the university there. In Korea. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In Korea uh, or some, they just took it for fun because they love the culture and they like love the cool K-pop, you know, cultural, things um and just to learn korean but most of them were there to have to uh get in their universal program university program okay let's see and then um let's move on uh we did ask you in the questionnaire to share a short testimony of um how you came to be a, a christian like I said before, I was born and raised at Yongsang because my parents were always involved. Um, if you know me, I am Simon's daughter, so which most of you guys know who Simon is. And if you don't, my dad is a principal at the Korean school at Yongsang, and he used to scold a lot of kids, and so that's how a lot of people know me. But anyways, so I grew up you know, being surrounded by Christians and a very Christian home. And I also attended a Christian school my whole life until college. So I was always like, exposed to that lifestyle. Um, but I guess it wasn't until I went to college where I kind of stopped going to church. Like my mom would call me on Sundays and she'd be like, oh, do you go to church? I'd be like, yeah. And I would lie <laughs> and just like be in bed and not go to church, which is bad. Um, but, you know, when you grow up so, I guess, stuck in this kind of routine of going to church every day and going to Christian school every day, like, I guess you, like, at least for me, I had a hard time knowing how to do that on my own, I guess, if that makes sense. And I think that's where I struggled in when I was in New York. Like, I had to go find a church on my own. And, like, I tried, but it was very hard and it's hard when you're doing it by yourself, especially. And then like, you know, going to church weekly by yourself and trying to find somewhere that you are suitable with is very hard. And and then so when I came back home from New York, I just naturally went back to church on Sundays with my parents. And then, you know, like I think, Elon, like you, I mean, I, I knew everyone. So I didn't have the feeling of like... Well, like I'm at a new church and I have to like get involved it was just like so natural for me but I guess it wasn't until one song came up to me like randomly on one Sunday and he just asked like hey do you want to join walking committee and I think that's when like I didn't really think about it but I guess I just took that and I just took the opportunity to join but it wasn't until then I on I guess until I found like the actual motivation and the heart to go to church on my own. And now like I have the responsibility and like have the heart to really go to church and like, you know, meet these people and like to catch up with you guys or just like to talk and see these faces 
services and just sit in service and to, you know, actually listen to the service because I'm there for a reason and not just because I'm there because of like my parents or whatever. So I definitely had like that slump of like not knowing my reasons of going and like not having the heart and just going because I had to. But now I think it's more like, oh, I'm excited to go to church now. And I mean, we can't anymore, but just like, you know, that heart of having to be a part of something. Okay. And um, I, I just want to, as a quick side note, I just want to ask, um, when I try to join the welcoming committee, one told me that uh, I have to go through a 40-day uh, fasting period first. And so he, if, he told me I can't join if I don't do that. Uh, is that. Is that real or was he just trying to get rid of me? He didn't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, uh, I could talk to him about that. But um, on a serious note, are you guys um, you know, still looking for people? I know uh, church service is suspended for now, but were you looking for new people to join? Um, yeah, for sure. I think we're always open for people to join us. Um, right now, it's mainly just me. Cindy Chong, our new welcoming leader, and Justin Lee. And before it was like John, we miss you, John, <laughs> but John Lee. Um, but yeah, I think it's it'll be always nice if we had other more people so that either we could take turns or just like, I guess, make the welcoming committee uh, be able to show that we are as welcoming as we seem to be. Because it's just like two people or three people, it's harder to feel that welcome when people walk in. So we're always we're always open for new people, and you know Taylor's with us too now. So it's always nice. I think it's a great way to get to know each other, and a like a really good way to meet the congregation too. And I think that's how I got to know a lot more people. Um, so whoever you know wants to join, let me know. We're always welcoming. <laughs> so. As the last question, can I ask you to share any prayer requests that you might have? Um, nothing in particular, just, I guess, um, wisdom in finding a new job and just being able to be patient with that. Um, a whole year went by and I felt like I haven't done anything, but, you know, I'm sure that there's a plan and that, you know, there's a reason for all of this and for everyone that's also struggling just so that God is with us throughout this all. And Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really appreciate you joining. Oh, no, thank um, you. And uh, as, yeah, as, as the last thing, do you want to sign off with our um, Shim family uh, motto? Sure. <laughs> do, you, do you know the Shim family motto? Not that I okay, know I'm gonna, of. I'm going to type it into the... I'm going to type it into the chat and then let's read it out loud together and then we'll end okay. that way, okay? <laughs> okay, ready? ready? On, on, count, on three, ready? One, two, three. Shim family, family, best is best family, family in, in South, South and, North and North Korea. <laughs> That's the truth, guys. That's the family motto. We're oh the best. Gosh. All right, guys. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank you.